What's going on, guys? Hey, welcome to the Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We're going to be talking a little bit about Shang-Chi. And then we're diving into the man, the myth, the legend, Keanu Reeves and the up-and-coming Matrix. So before I dive into today's topics, take a moment, hit subscribe, guys. Check out uh, the Culture Jacked on pretty much every platform that you could possibly want to listen to this podcast on it is available so check that out we also have a facebook page we greatly appreciate everybody that is sharing the content dropping reviews comments and everything of the like so with that being said let's dive into today's show yeah so let's talk chang chi a little bit I'm going to not give away spoilers, not yet anyways. I recently made it to the theater, which it has been a hot minute, guys, since I've been to a theater. I couldn't even recall the last time I was actually at a theater. It has to be close to two years, I think. I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess around two years uh, pre-COVID was uh the last time I went to the theater and I had the opportunity to go during a matinee on when was that like a Saturday afternoon or something and or it was a Saturday afternoon Labor Day weekend I believe yeah and the theater was not packed I mean there's there's still quite a few patrons I mean everybody got to keep their distance and what have you but it was nice to make it back to the theater. It was nice. And one thing right before, actually not right before, a little bit before I went to the theater, I uh, was on the internet and I was looking at some stuff and I did notice that Venom, Let There Be Carnage, was recently released that it's going to be coming out October 1st as opposed to, I believe, the 14th or the 15th. So that's coming out early. And the reason I bring that up is is when I went to the theater, they had the poster of Let There Be Carnage, the Venom 2 movie that we're all excited to see, um, had the poster there. And it still showed the middle of October. So October 1st is the new release of Venom, which is awesome. Super stoked and excited to see that fella once it comes out. But... Being at the theater to see Shang-Chi, again, super excited. Uh, Shang-Chi is actually an older character in the Marvel world with a lot of other connecting characters that, for lack of a better explanation, has gone kind of under the radar. Uh, Even from a collectability standpoint, from the comic books to... um, being known, I guess, in the world, he is not in still is not recognized as, you know, these top tier characters that everybody knows and loves, such as Spider-Man, Iron Man, you know, even some of the bad guys like Dr. Doom, um, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Wolverine as a standalone and, and so many others. So with that and then, as most of you know, this is the big 
boom for Marvel to try to encapsulate or or try to create its first what they're calling the Asian um film or or Asian critiqued movie or cinema in the MCU with the characters that have the direct lineage, which is awesome. I mean, it is awesome. The commercials look great. I thought they did <clears throat> an incredible job promoting this film. The timing is impeccable as well as far as I'm concerned because theaters are back open. Um, they saw some success with Black Widow being uh, released both in theaters and on Disney Plus as a, I think it was a $30 rental. And so the next guy to come was Shang-Chi, which was highly anticipated because, again, it's the first like Asian-focused, fully staffed story. It's also a new story. It's also new characters. And with that, it's it's exciting because we haven't seen these characters. And when you introduce a new character, I mean, it's a flip of a coin. They don't know what it's going to do. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the box office numbers so far with Shang-Chi. Um, let's see. Let me go down to the actual number. So Shang-Chi box office. This thing has ran with it. The first opening weekend, which was September 3rd, 4th, and 5th, it did $75 million. And then we go into the second weekend was estimated about $32 million, which you always see a drop um, in the domestic gross at this time, which right around September 10th, September 11th area. Uh, domestically, it's only done, and I think these numbers are a little off because I read different numbers elsewhere. We'll just say $90 million. Worldwide, though, it's done $200 million and is climbing. So it has found its place and catapulted in this COVID times. Again, we have to remember that these limited and restricted uh, situations that don't necessarily promote people to want to go to the theaters uh, that pretty much promote waiting to see the film elsewhere has been a challenge and will continue to be through the winter of 2021 into spring or into, into next summer of 2022. However, to accomplish 200 million worldwide and still, it's still got plenty of time in the theaters, guys, plenty of time in the theaters. Cause you're talking on what 10 days in it's done this. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. You guys, you done did it fellas. Um, but with that being said though, I, I'm going to say this without trying to spoil anything in the movie. I was pleasantly surprised, um, as you most of the time are when you watch a Disney Marvel movie, but the story that was told in this was done extremely well in the sense that it wasn't a movie where you're like, you can kind of guess at what's to come and guess at what's to come. And the way that they had the characters tell their story was very... I don't want to say realistic because the shit isn't realistic. I mean, come on now. Um, but very uh, relatable, I should say, to where if you could extend, you know, ex extend the relation to uh, these Marvel characters, I personally felt as though it was like, wow, they really grounded this out to where 
there's a sense of realism. There's a lot of really cool cinematic scenes, fight scenes, of course. But the stories, the the way they set the story up, the the way that the we'll say the bads are in the movie, it's like wow, <clears throat> very cool, um, very much so. And with seeing characters that you're familiar with, but they're not main characters for the most part, um, it, it just made that movie that much more enjoyable. So if you guys have not seen Chang Chi, again, I don't want to ruin it yet. Maybe I'll do uh, my thoughts on it next weekend. I probably will give you guys a little bit more time to catch up with it. Um, regardless, highly enjoyable movie. I, I can't recommend it enough um, for those that are fans. And, and and for those that maybe invested some time to look up Shang-Chi or some of the other characters that you've seen in it. One is, is Razor Fist, which you see him in the commercial, so I'm not spoiling it. Um, I watched several videos, and there's a lot of hype around Razor Fist. Uh, because of the way he was portrayed in there, which was great because, again, he's kind of a strange character, uh, kind of off the beaten path. The the actor did a good job, et cetera. Uh, The Abomination, we know he's in it. We saw the trailer. It was huge. Uh, That's really re-hyped up that character, which I think is great. And there's a a couple of surprises in there, too, that I think you guys, once you watch it, like, damn, these guys are good on how they, again, how how they wrote it and how they kind of intertwine certain things, so. Definitely check out Shang-Chi, which also sets us up for the Up and Coming Eternals movie and and, and everything else. If if anything at all, uh, I felt as though, okay, all right. So now I really do got to consider getting my ass back in these theaters because we got Venom 2 coming. We've got the Eternals coming. We've got Spider-Man coming this direction. So many great movies uh, that's just going to make up for an awesome fall in 2021 as far as the the cinema goes for the characters and the building of the mcu uh for this phase i was at phase four so a uh, super stoked so that's what i gotta say about that like i said i'll probably do a extended review or a full review where i give away spoilers and everything else next weekend we'll see um that's what i'm thinking let it air out a little bit let you let you maybe go see it before I before I explain it to you, or maybe that's your preference. Maybe you want me to to, to uh, explain the whole movie, um, and then you can go see it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so we have the Matrix Resurrections coming. Right, this is the long-awaited fourth film to the Matrix saga, which also has. Some of the, some of the original cast to include Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, which is Neo and Trinity, um, and a lot of other people are going to be in this now. To include Neil Patrick Harris, Jada Pinkett Smith, and and others, so we've got this coming. And uh, Dustin sent me uh, uh, one of the pre links. Now the full trailers out or the teaser trailers out. I watched that, and this movie brings back so much. Uh, as a as a child and, and in cinema and how cool shit was. So I thought that and if you guys did not know, Mr. Keanu Reeves, the star Neo, just turned, I believe, 57 years old on September 2nd. He was born in 1964. Um, so he's 57. So I thought how appropriate would it be to talk a little bit about the Matrix, talk about Keanu Reeves and, and his career and uh that's what we call the show today because, well, I can. (laughs) 
And uh, I'm excited to do so because, again, so the matrix itself, let me I'm skimming through here because we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk in some details here pretty quick. Where the hell is that movie? There it is. Da, 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 da. Okay. There it is. 1999 was the Matrix, uh, the first movie that came out. Now, in 1999, I was still, I was still in high school. And a buddy of mine had a friend that worked at a theater. And we watched The Matrix probably 10 times in the theater, mostly because we got tickets for free and we were in a small town and what have you. But the let me let me set it up, though, for myself. And, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people, especially that were in that high school, post high school era uh, to where they're, you know, teenagers or, you know, in their early 20s at the time. You have this insane science fiction or science fiction, this just crazy fucking story, right? You have Larry Fishburne, you got Carrie Ann Moss, Keanu Reeves, and others in this. You have this story that is essentially saying that we live, this is not reality. And, you know, do you want out of this? Do you want to see the real world? And then do you want to manipulate the, the uh, altered altered reality and do all these things. So you got that. You also have at the time this was this was pretty big because uh, metal music and hard rock and stuff was really getting a second breath at this point. And all the gunplay, all the action sequences, the the slowed time bullet transfers or bullet uh, dodging and, and all of that played so well together in 1999 because a lot of that stuff had never been all put together into one package. And in this case, and this is my opinion, but in this case, that movie did that. You had uh, what Rob Zombie coming through on a sequence. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. And there were sequences in there to where it was like, this is like either (laughs) it reminded me of like a badass video game or a crazy ass hard rock music video. And it's like to accomplish that during during the 90s and for it to be cool and for the story to be um, as good as it was, that's very difficult to accomplish, but it did. So, I, you know, I think that's crazy. Uh, in addition to that, The Matrix it looks like it won four Oscars. Is that true? Jesus. Showing all 42 wins in 51 nominations jesus look at this so winner of this is this again is the matrix original best film editing best sound best effects and sound effects editing best effects the bafta awards best sound best achievement of special visual effects best uh, and those were the wins the nominees were for best cinematography best production design best editing academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films Nominee, Best DVD and Blu-ray Collection Release. Academy of Science and Fantasy, Best DVD Collection Nominee. Academy of Science, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA. Uh, Best Science Fiction uh, Film, The Saturn Award. It was a winner by the Wachowskis, uh, both the directors. Nominees, Best Actor, Keanu Reeves. Best Actress, Carrie Ann Moss. Best Supporting Actor, Lawrence Fishburne. Best Writer, the Wachowski Brothers. Uh, best costumes, best makeup, best special effects. So those were all nominees. And then you go on Norway, 
uh, American Cinema Editors, they won another award. This is crazy. Actually, I'm not going to go through all these awards. This is crazy, though, to see this. Uh, Theatrical Best Actor Award nominee from Black Reel Awards, Larry Fishburne. Academy of Japanese Academy. Awards of <laughs> Awards of Japanese Academy. Uh, nominee Best Foreign Film. Um, BMI winner. Uh, it's just crazy. So let me, what's the total on this? 42 wins and 51 nominations for The Matrix. And I know a lot of music, oh, it's just okay. But at the time, the martial arts, the fight sequences, the music, the cinematography, the special effects, like it, groundbreaking. And since we've had other Matrix movies, right? We had Matrix Reloaded, which which I enjoyed. Um, Matrix Revelations, which is strange because both of them, I, I have to rewatch them. I remember Reloaded. I don't remember Revelations. I watched it. I know I did, but I don't, I, I don't recall it. And those were both in 2003. So we have not seen The Matrix in almost 20 years on the big screen. Now, is there room? Is there an opportunity here for a new, um, a new Matrix? I think so. I really do. I think that without a doubt, if done correctly, we could see it. And, and I don't know what direction they're going with this, but the story is such a great story. And the world that it plays in is such an iconic world that I, I definitely think there's an opportunity. And the timing on this is pretty damn good. So you have it being released in theaters and on HBO Max. 12 22 21 Christmas week <clears throat> you have or within a week of Christmas you have this coming out and as most of us know right around Christmas I mean normally the, the gates are open folks for movies <clears throat> most of us myself included welcome new movies and TV shows right around Christmas why because at least for me and my family we're uh, either at home or, or maybe we're going somewhere, but you have some downtime because it's freaking Christmas. It's the holiday. And I'm I'm super excited to see this. You guys have not seen the trailer. Of course, you can go to HBO Max. They have it available there. They also have it available on YouTube, and you're going to want to check that out. Um, I'm I'm super excited for it. And well, let's just, let's let's dive into Counter Reeves here for a moment. So Again, you know, Keanu Reeves has been all over the screen. He's He was big. He fell off for a minute. He was big again, fell off for a minute. But let's rewind here. Um, I am on his IMBD, and he started acting, Jesus, quite a while ago. <laughs> uh, let's see, 1984, he was in Hanging In, a TV series. Um, and then he followed up with a video short on a Coca-Cola commercial, I believe. He was a thug and a mugger in the show Night Heat. He was in the TV movie Letting Go. He was also in, what is this, Comedy Factory as a character in Fast Food, an episode within it. One Step Away, he was in Youngblood, Act of Vengeance. The Magical World of Disney as Michael Riley at age 17. Um, Teenage Dream, uh, Brotherhood Justice, River's Edge, Under the Influence, 
Babes in Toyland. I actually remember Babes in Toyland. My, uh, we had the VHS of that. Um, Black's Photography Inventory Sale. Trying Times. MTV Music. There, he was in an MTV show as a presenter. He was in a Kellogg's Corn Flakes commercial. <laughs> the night before. Uh, he was in Permanent Record. The Prince of the Prince of Pennsylvania, Dangerous Liaisons, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, and so you may not know him up until Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, but he had plenty of things going on between movie shorts, uh, commercials, TV fill-ins, and movies themselves up to this point. And um, Bill and Ted, nineteen eighty-nine, an iconic movie from the eighties, the end of the eighties. Um, and recently they they had the re-release, but as a character and during that time with both of those guys, and then they had what George Carlin and in the story, the crazy rock and roll story. Uh, it's crazy to think about that. Uh, and again, so 1989. Now moving into American Playhouse, he was Kip Parenthood, The Tracy Allman Show, I Love You to Death, Tune In Tomorrow, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures TV series which I did not know. Is it, was that a cartoon? Let me look at this. I thought, was that a cartoon? It was a cartoon. Okay, cool. That's what I thought it was. Um, he obviously played Ted. Uh, he was in Providence. And then we get into 1991. This is another movie, another movie that I still love to this day. In fact, I watched it a while ago and that is point break with Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. You may uh, remember him playing Johnny Utah. I think he was FBI agent. Patrick Swayze and the group there were a bunch of these like badass action junkie bank robbers. Awesome show. And then we have Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, My Own Private Idaho, Paula Abdul, Rush Rush, which is a music video. He was Jeff, which he was uncredited for. And then he was in a little movie called Dracula, if you guys recall that. I think that was what Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Right. I think so. Yeah, it was Bram Stoker's, which was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. We had what Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins. Um, wasn't uh, Keanu Reeves was obviously in it. Richard Grant, Carrie Elwes, Billy Campbell. There was there was a lot of people in that movie. That was a crazy ass movie in the nineties. Very well done, in my opinion. Um, he was in Freak, Much to Do About Nothing, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, Little Buddha, and then a movie in 1994, and as a kid, this was a crazy movie, and I think this did well, I could be wrong, a little movie called Speed with Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, and Sandy Bullock, this was uh, where he again plays, I think he was SWAT or something in this movie, and Anthony Hopkins hooks a bomb to the bus, and they can't slow down, and this, that, and the other, Crazy ass movie, right? And then we go into Johnny Mnemonic. You guys hadn't seen that. That was a great movie. This uh, future, futuristic, uh, crazy shenanigans. Again, another. I thought it was good in the time. I probably wouldn't rewatch that. Uh, Walk in the clouds, and then Chain Reaction was another. That uh, in nineteen ninety six. I mean, these are, there's a ton of movies with Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman. Another kind of crazy science fiction uh, movie, feeling Minnesota. The last time I committed suicide. And then 1997, this was an incredible movie, in my opinion. And that is The Devil's Advocate, which was Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino, where the devil is luring Keanu in. Um, as a lawyer, ironically, 
uh, to do some stuff. Anyways, I thought I love that movie again in the nineties, you know, a lot of these movies probably don't hold up to today, but nonetheless, uh, thinking about them, seeing the, uh, cover or seeing the covers, seeing the, um, posters and, and the prince just brings back so much memories. And I've seen these movies. A lot of these movies I have seen since, since then. Right. Uh, let's see. We got a movie called action or a show called action. Me and will the replacements that was, he was what Shane Falco. He was a football player. That was a, that was a decent movie. Gene Hackman. I remember watching that one. Um, the watcher. Let's see what this one is. That I'd have to rewatch it. This got also James Spader and Marissa Tomei. Uh, I'm not overly familiar with that one. The Gift, Sweet November. I remember that one. Hardball. That was a great movie. The Animatrix, which was Neo Segment, the kids' story. Uh, Matrix Reloaded. Enter the Matrix, the video game, kids' story. So he's also in video games, which is so crazy. Like it's just so crazy. Um, something's got to give. Ellie Parker, Thumbsucker, and then 2005, he took on the role of John Constantine. Um, and for those that don't know John Constantine, there's a lot of buzz right now about Constantine coming back. There's segments about a show coming back. There is the possibility of having Constantine in a Sandman story, because if you're not familiar, there was the DC Vertigo uh, mashup where Constantine had a short role in that. Um, which actually makes sense if you guys follow the Sandman story. Anyways, he played John Constantine in 2005, which was a fun movie. Um, let's keep going. Echo, it was a short. I'm not familiar with that one, but the next one I am, I think I've recommended this before. If you guys want an adult, crazy, fun story, you got to watch A Scanner Darkly. If you guys haven't seen it, you just got to watch A Scanner Darkly. This is a Richard Linklater film. Great movie. You also you have Keanu Reeves, Robert Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson, Winona Ryder, and others. And it is again a great kind of off the beaten path movie. The Lake House, I think, did pretty well. Street Kings. I've watched that movie so many different freaking times. Um, a great movie where he's a good bad cop. He's a bad good cop. However, you want to look at it with Keanu Reeves, Forrest Whitaker, um, Hugh Laurie. You've got. Uh, let's see who else is in this. Common is in it. The The Game. This is a David Ayer film. Uh, this, yeah, I thought that was a good movie. A Day the Earth So Still. The Private Lives of Pippa Lee. Um, it keeps going. It keeps Man of Tai Chi, which I thought did well. 47 Ronin. I liked the movie. That movie got shit on. So I was, I was paying attention to uh, this movie right before it came out. And this movie was getting shit on. By audiences, which totally fucked the movie up. But I, I thought it was a, a cool concept and a decent movie. If you guys haven't seen that, that was in 2013. And then in 2014. Um, so as you can see, though, and and I say this wholeheartedly, the guys had a hell of a fucking career. But as you can see, if you don't recognize a lot of those movies and the shows that I mentioned, the guys had kind of an up, you know, to where a few years he's on fire and then he does some stuff that I'm sure has a market, um, but not as big as, as some of the other movies. But he kind of has got this like ebb and flow with his career. But nonetheless, being busy for since what, 1984, which is fucking nuts. Um, and, and really being in. And, and again, this is uh, my opinion, really being his own leading man through this, through his career. 
which is really, really cool and, and kind of crazy to think. Um, 2014, he's back 100% with starring in the movie John Wick. And since then, dude dude can't do wrong. Even when he does do wrong, he still can't do wrong, which is the uh, directed by Chad Stileski and David Leitch, which is uncredited for David. Um, and, and we know the story on that. That is uh, a vengeance film, to put it nicely. And he's a part of a, a global organization or global agreement or whatever you want to say. Badass fucking movie. I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Like, this is a no bullshit uh, situation that they put this in. And the story that was told, loved it. So did a lot of other people. And then came Knock Knock shortly after that in 2004. Um, let me skip ahead of here. Uh, he played the, this was funny. I thought this was funny as shit. If you guys didn't see it, did you guys watch Keanu? No. The Key and Peele movie, which <laughs> you guys got to see it. I, I don't know. I don't even want to explain it. It's funny. I thought it was funny. Um, the Holy Truth, The Neon Demon, The Bad Batch. Was he in the, yeah. And so a lot of these, again, you may not be familiar with. Quantum is Calling the film prayer to the bone and then 2017 he drops john wick chapter two another highly successful um part two to john wick the happy momentum proportions uh he was in a show called swedish dicks as tex which i'm not familiar with uh siberia destination wedding replicas i think i saw replicas think i did um and then john week john week john wick three now we're up to 2019 always be my maybe 2019 toy story he played duke kaboom which is awesome um he was on (laughs) between two ferns uh if you guys haven't seen that between two ferns the movie you guys don't uh what zach galifianakis it's the most ridiculous funny ass fucking thing you'll watch check it out between two friends there's a shitload of skits and shows it's from uh, i think funny or die um 2020 he played johnny silverhand in cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk 2077 both us and i have spoke about this uh great game had there not been so many issues and he i thought he did a good job as johnny silverhand uh let's see going into now the next few movies that are on the books for Mr. Keanu Reeves. We have the release of The Matrix Resurrection. He is a voice of a character in the up-and-coming DC League of Super Pets, and he is currently working on John Wick Chapter 4. There is a show called Rain. He looks like he's attached to as character John Rain, and then he's working on a movie called Past Midnight. Now, I understand that this is not the traditional sense or the traditional agenda that I run on here, but because of the dude's birthday and all the shit that he's done in cinema and the matrix coming, why not talk about the guy shed some light on him? Because uh, in addition to all of this, he also is one of the founders of arch motorcycles, which is incredible. I've been following them for a long time. There's a bunch of really cool things about this dude that that get blasted out there. He's been noted as the nicest guy in Hollywood. There's videos of him like giving his seats up on buses and doing very generous and kind things for people. Um, 
it, it's just crazy to a walk through this this guy's career and look forward being like holy shit i'm gonna watch the matrix in a couple of months and then you know john wick chapter four next year whenever it may be and pretty exciting stuff and you know a late happy birthday to mr keanu reeves he also and i think i mentioned this before um has a comic book out berserker b-r-z-r-k-r uh which is crazy so the guy's got video game voicing and acting movie tv music videos he's got his own comic book out right now i mean like dude's on top of the world and for all the right reasons so again our hats off to you mr keanu reeves i know you're a regular listener to the culture jack here and we wanted to give you that old nod <laughs> that's it guys uh i know it's kind of a kind of a uh two two subject show today <laughs> But nonetheless, I had fun talking it through. Again, you guys got to check out Saying Chi. If you have the opportunity to see it, check it out. Um, highly enjoyable. I'll do a deep dive into that movie here in the weeks to come to allow some of you to maybe watch it so you understand what the hell I'm talking about. Maybe so I don't ruin it for you. But it is coming nonetheless. We've got Venom getting released early, which is super exciting to me because October's right around the corner. And uh, from the middle of October to the October 1st, guys, that's that's epic changes. Mr. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss and others are going to be starring in that up and coming Matrix movie on 12, 21, which is going to be available on theaters and HBO Max. We've got a ton of stuff we're going to be talking about and covering and, and discussing and whatnot here on the Culture Jack podcast. So both Dustin and I appreciate everybody that is listening to the shows. We have been regularly dropping what are we regularly dropping? What four, four shows, four to five shows every single week for you guys, and we're we're covering all kinds of different things from the video games, the original content that you hear on the Friday shows, uh, the uh, movie and cinema and and TV stuff that we do here on the Weekend Wire, and then of course original content on Monday every single week. So as always, hit that subscribe button if you're first time listening. If it's your hundredth time listening, it's time to start giving back to us. And all we ask, guys. No, no financial obligations yet. All we ask is please share the content. Drop a review. That's all we ask. It only takes a couple of minutes and it helps us a lot as we continue on this journey. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Weekend Wire. We'll catch up with you in the next episode.